0: online at k107.co.uk and on air at 107FM. This is K107 News.
1: It's estimated that almost 100,000 people in England are being infected with coronavirus every day. Researchers from Imperial College London have warned the epidemic has reached a critical stage. They say existing measures are not working. The Housing Secretary, Robert Jenrick, says COVID-19 is in a bad place, but he's insisted a second national lockdown is not the solution. We know that that has some effect on bearing down on the virus, but we also know that it's immensely destructive in other regards to people's lives and livelihoods, and to broader health and well-being. So we will do everything that we can to avoid that situation. Well, France has joined Germany in announcing another national lockdown. From tomorrow, people are being told to stay home as much as possible. Bars and restaurants will shut until the 1st of December, but schools will remain open. President Macron said the second wave of the pandemic would be harder and more deadly than the first. We're
2: submerged by the sudden acceleration of the epidemic, by a virus that seems to have
0: gathered strength as winter approaches and temperatures fall. Once again, we must have a lot of humility. In Europe, we've all been surprised by the evolution of the virus.
1: Two British teenagers have died and another's in serious condition after a parasailing accident in Greece. The local Coast Guard on the island of Rhodes says the rope holding their parachute had snapped. Car production's continued to slide. It dropped 5% last month compared with the year before, achieving the worst performance for any September in the previous 25 years. The energy supply utility is to pay a £500,000 penalty for overcharging prepayment customers. The regulator says almost 40,000 accounts were affected between May and September last year, with some paying above the level of the price cap. Sport Manchester United made it two wins from two in the Champions League last night. A Marcus Rashford-Hattrick helped them thrash RB Leipzig 5-0. Chelsea were 4-0 winners over FK Krasnodar. That's the latest. I'm Tim Jones. K107 News. Hey down this is the script, the script Yo, what's up, this is Usher
0: Yo, what up, y'all, this is Kanye West This is K107FM You're,
3: You're in tune with the John Murray Program K107
0: News
4: Hey, what's up, y'all, this is Kelly Clarkson Hey, this is Adam from Maroon 5 5? This is K107FM
2: And hello everybody, John Murray with you for the next two hours, thank you for being with us, and right away, let's get on to the line and uh, say a big hello to Sam Austin. Hello. Hello, you're there, yeah, delighted that you're still here, Sam. Uh, How are you today?
5: Doing fine, thanks, how about you?
2: We're just (laughs) dandy, and the better for hearing you, I thought we'd lost you for a moment there, but fantastic. Where are you today, Sam?
5: In my home state of Virginia, way over here. (laughs)
2: Well, well, well. What time of day is it it across in the U.S. of A.? It's
5: about 8 o'clock in the morning over east side of the States. Day is breaking now, and it's about 8 in the morning on a crisp, cool fall morning.
2: Fantastic. Good to hear, and thank you for taking time today. And, of course, it's a busy time all around the U.S., of course, with elections and all sorts of COVID stuff. Has the lockdown affected you as a musical artist?
5: It sure has not been able to play very much at all since March, um, maybe a handful of shows in a, in a few select places lately, and um, have about a handful more the rest of the year that we're going to get to do. But it has pretty much killed a lot of entertainment over here.
2: I can imagine it will be because it's it's been the same over Europe as well as you would uh, imagine it. But um, have you done any online or more radio promotion? Tell me about how things have been since the lockdown.
5: It did give us a chance to get some more studio work done. And uh, that's why we were able to ship you guys the new single, uh, There's a Girl Out There. And that's been about all we can do for the most part lately is uh, through the summer and into the fall is, try to catch up on some studio work and and other things that didn't get attended to while we were busy playing every weekend and, and short touring as we were till spring. So that's been about it.
2: Is it quite difficult to even get in touch with the band members? Have you been doing virtual rehearsals or trying out new material? Because, you know, from being so active, you're now having to be distant.
5: Yeah, it's been a little bit difficult. Uh, We've been able to rehearse a couple of times. Uh, We didn't try anything virtually. Uh, We were just able to get together in a large enough room to make that safe and make that work, and um, it's been a little bit different at a lot of the venues over here. Some of them are really tight on the uh, restrictions, and some of them are fairly loose on their restrictions, and it makes it a challenge because you never know what you're going to get into until you get there, but... We've been able to make it work. Sounds good. Yeah. Well,
2: it all helps. Every little helps, of course. And I imagine, like various areas here in the UK, there will be hot beds, and there will be places that you can't really visit, and there'll be other places where the restrictions aren't uh, as bad. But has it meant then no live shows at all, even at distance?
5: Well, wow. yeah. That's uh, sounds pretty similar to what we're doing for sure.
2: So um, the new material, as you mentioned, the new single is out now uh, on Plateau Music. Uh, we've been playing it a couple of weeks now on pre-release. Uh, it's uh, just been released in the last few days, which is fantastic. But uh, it's how how's the reaction so far right across the world? Because obviously you are an international artist and country music is big not only in the US, but right across the world.
5: Yes, it's been a positive reactions so far and thank y'all so much for playing it um it's first being released in your area so uh we don't know much about the uh, full impact over here yet because it'll be a little while before that's done but um we always get a great feedback and great response from the uk and greatly appreciate the support and um so far everybody's liking it and um getting streams and what we need to online and it's uh going well and we grateful for the support
2: excellent stuff good to hear it and of course everybody would be saying when can we see sam austin in the uk because even our big festivals like the uh, c to c country to country uh, which is you know in three cities right across the uh, uk uh, all canceled this year so i mean as an artist can you look forward to 2021 or is that off bounds so far
5: we're hoping for the best on that. I, I was really hoping to be over there playing music for y'all this year. And, of course, that didn't happen with everything that went on. But we're hoping for next year. But we just don't really know with the restrictions and on the virus and everything. Um, it's really just up in the air. And um, hoping for the best and trying to be patient with it because we're ready to get over there and see you guys and have a good time.
2: Excellent stuff. And of course, I imagine you're continuing to write and there'll be new material that has not even been heard anywhere.
5: Yes, we've gotten some studio work done, written a couple songs, got about a handful of them recorded. And um, we're about halfway through the new project, which uh, of course, you probably remember maybe a couple of years ago being the first single off the brand new project at the time. And It's taken us a little while to get the second one out there, but we're working hard and um, getting it done, and it's slowly coming together despite all the delays and the the problems we've had with this year, so it's working.
2: Excellent stuff. Of course, the first time I heard your music, Sam, was uh, Ain't It Good, which was quite a a wee while now, but then uh, when you released uh, Saving It Up for Saturday Night, I mean, that that was breaking through all sorts of things. You must have been delighted with the response that you had uh, in even mainstream radio.
5: Yes, yeah, it was a great response to that, and that, was, um, that song actually made it into Billboard for quite a few weeks over here, which is a pretty big deal, and that was exciting. And um, we just really probably didn't exactly expect that big of a response from it, but... Um, It happened, and it was great, and uh, it's thanks to the support we had from guys like you and everybody else that plays it and enjoys it. It's just greatly appreciated.
2: Thank you so much. It is immensely enjoyable to hear your music, and we look forward to more. And it leads me to ask, what were your influences when you were breaking through as an artist or in the days before recording deals? I mean, who were you listening to, and who were your mentors?
5: I really have a lot, and my main group of influences was 90s country. Of course, I grew up on 90s country, and uh, that's by far my favorite decade of country music, but I always was big on looking back on where everything came from, so I got into Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Hank Williams, people like that, and tried to study it, the history of it. I'm a history nut anyway, so... I like to study that, find where it comes from, and put a little bit of everything into my sound.
2: That's amazing. And, and of course, if you're mentioning history, you can't forget to mention, you know, the Grand old Opry. I mean, did you follow that either on the radio or on visits to Nashville as you were growing up?
5: Yes, I've been able to visit there a few times and um, have gotten to go backstage and hang out and everything. Got that treatment. It's been really nice. It's a- very sacred place, very historical and it's just a great vibe. You have to be there to really understand it, but um it's been a very exciting experience to get to go there and meet some people and and hang out for sure.
2: Actually, that whole area is great because I mean Nashville is still the hub, the center, and you know the 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 Gaylord Opry Mills, all the stuff that surrounds there is good to see, plus the museum, the Hall of Fame and things like that, plus all the venues are amazing. Um, Do you spend as much time as you can in Nashville because that is is still the centre of country music, is it
5: not? It is, and I spend as much time there as I can, which hasn't been much this year, of course, but um, it's always something to do. It's always a good time there, and whether you're working or playing, so it's just a great place to be.
2: Sam, it's been great speaking to you today. Have a great day, of course, in Virginia. We were delighted that you could take time uh, early morning to chat to us here uh, across the UK. um, And, uh, you know, we wish you every success. And if you would be so kind, perhaps introduce the new single there's a girl out there for us and uh, we'll play the song as we go out here
5: great thank you so much this is sam austin and my new single there's a girl out there
2: thank you so much sam
5: hey john i appreciate it man
6: I've heard it You can't find it There's no such thing
2: That. The amazing voice of Mr Sam Austin, live on the studio here, all the way from Virginia, USA, and that's the new single, There's a Girl Out There. And no doubt you'll hear that on other shows as well. It's a great single and we wish him loads of success and thank him for taking time today 8 o'clock in the morning on a crisp morning in Virginia with all that's going on. He took time to speak to us here in Kirkcaldy. Anyhow, welcome along. John Murray with you for the best part of two hours and uh, what can we have on the programme today? Well let me tell you. Coming up soon, we'll be speaking to Willie Logan. He's got a new single and a new album, and Willie's based in Fife and uh, always quality music. We'll hear what he's up to. Have you ever wondered what a fit bit is? And that's no easy to say with a mouthful of coconut ice. I'm going to be exploring that today in this hour as well. Also, in the second hour of the programme, Doogie Hunter from Lights Out by Nine, and we're up to episode five of Aussie to Oni. We'll be looking at some of the rock years as well, from the musical history, uh, from a Fife musician, uh, all that was heard, all that was seen, and we'll be looking and examining it with some of the music as well. That's coming up in the second hour of the programme. Now, what about the music today? Well, the choice I have of music, it's Halloween week. So, what better than to search out some of the great Halloween tunes? Some horror stuff for us. Let's get underway with Creedence. get your pumpkins ready this is a bad moon rising Never aged, has it? Never has aged. In our Halloween theme show today, that was Clear Clearwater Revival, CCR, and Bad Moon Rising. We've got Willie Logan up coming next. Coming up next. Don't go anywhere.
3: You just caught me I'm nipping along to Burnt Island Butchers Come with me It's a family run local multi award winning butcher I go for the quality of fresh produce And the great customer service There are also daily deals And it's open Monday to Saturday From 8 to 4.45 at 200 01592
7: 210 triple2 Or visit our shop at 65 Link Street, Kerkoddy Or our webpage at Travelyourworld.co.uk
8: Pack up let's fly away
0: Hi, this is Keith Poole. Join me on Thursdays at 6pm for Keith's Country. Only here on K107FM.
3: Keep it country with Keith's Country Show. From Kirkwind to KHS.
0: This is K107FM.
2: And this is Willie Logan.
9: How
10: can you sing when you're wearing a mask How can you fly without wings There's a new sense of normal So I have to ask you these things How can you live without going to work Without doing the things that you love as if toxic not viable can be touched without wearing a glove and Some will deny and Some will walk by An attack on their rights But who knows of something that bites Through a mask you sit home alone protecting the others elsewhere you think you're going crazy just desperate for someone who cares how can so many discarded forgotten not be granted their value or worth those who give joy and A backdrop to life On this earth Some will deny Some will walk by And attack on their rights But who knows of something That bites through a mask
2: So there it was mask and that's willie logan from the brand new album 2020 well let's find the man behind the mask Willie is on the line how you doing good day john i am absolutely fine how are you i'm well and the better for seeing you here we are at the end of october after months and months of lockdown not great for a musician but i do believe you've been very creative but not working,
10: no public gigs. There has been nothing. I don't think I've actually left the house other than to walk the dog. I've been doing a lot of walking because of the nice weather and not having things to do. Well, not not having work to do as such, but I have been really busy over lockdown. I've been uh,
2: keeping myself amused in the studio. There's been um, some fantastic videos, I mean, anybody that follows you on Facebook, and I encourage them to to do so, William Logan is is the title, you should believe before for. You've been, your new techniques now is away from being the musician, you're now the video editor. It's so impressive, the multi-layers, the cutaways, it's just incredible. Even some of the newest stuff you've done, I know it's stock footage, but I mean, good, it's so polished. Willie, what have you been up to? Well, b- basically it
10: all started out with not having a great internet connection. and when lockdown hit, um, there was all these people and musicians going online. they were putting the phones in front of them, them in front of themselves. Uh, they were hitting go live and they were strumming songs on their guitar, playing live and making some money. I wanted my guitar effects. And I wanted a better mix. I wanted wanted it to sound good. So I tried to do it from my laptop, via other equipment, but my internet just wasn't good enough to do it. So I started doing videos and learning how to work a video editor. Eventually, people started giving me requests, even though they weren't actually giving me any money. (laughs) They started throwing requests at me. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do these requests, I've tried every which way to video and record, and I've not been happy with any of it. So why don't I record the song and then go into the studio and add drums and add bass and add another guitar and video it while I'm doing it? So that everything you see on the video is me playing the recording live. It's not like lip synced after it. Everything is live. You actually see in every picture on the screen, me playing the instruments as they happened and it went and it just went on from there and so basically April I released the inside the glass head album and I started doing these videos over the summer I think I've done 30 40 of these videos plus I've also written and recorded another album
2: which is out in a month's time and uh, a new skill set you had to learn then because We know you're a composer we know you're a musician you know you're a vocalist and multi-instrumental but i didn't know you were a video editor is this a new skill i'm not a video editor i've just had to learn how to do it because there's no
10: one else in the house that can do it and it's just me sitting here all day by myself so i might as well learn the skill and it's been a steep learning curve and there's still so much within the video editing program that i use that I don't know how to do it's like the recording software. You only use so much of it. You use what you need to use to do what you need to do. And so, um, basically I, I have now learned enough of the video editor to make these videos and they're getting better and better and better. But the problem is that there's only so many videos that you can do with little boxes all the way around of me playing all the instruments and make them look interesting. So the challenge now is doing videos that aren't just me playing the guitar. I'm trying to make them look more like videos and pop videos, make them look a little bit more arty, a little bit more interesting. And you've just played Mask. Uh, Well, I wrote Mask last week. I only wrote it last week. Wow. And... um, I recorded it and did the video, and I used clips from the internet that are license-free, and I use clips of me playing the guitar, and I put that video together, and it's come out really, really well. I must so agree. So that's available on YouTube, and it's on my YouTube, on my Facebook page as well. So people listen with their eyes; they have to have something to watch. So it doesn't matter how much recording you do; it's better to do a video and. Even if the audio is not as good as it should be, which I hope mine is, people will engage more watching a video than they will listening to a straight audio recording.
2: That's very true. It's it's, it's a shift since the the days of MTV killing the radio star and everybody watching things. I mean, I watch you on my phone because now the technology is, it doesn't buffer, it's streamed. It's clean, it's digital. And I'm also smaller. <laughs> I think we've all got bigger over the last few months, but that's just another <laughs> I'm story. But I mean, it must have been quite a challenge because not only your solo work, and I used to come and see you in various places, loved your reshows up at the Fire Station Creative. Uh, and you know, you, you were doing was it Carnock Inn and, and places like this, all over the place, but the band, you know, which is a full sound for functions or entertainment after dinner, you name it, Sphere, have obviously not had any shows. I mean, that must be been quite a challenge, even keeping in touch with the various members. I've not actually seen some
10: of the members of the band since the start of lockdown, since the last gig we did. I've not actually seen them. I've seen Amanda, and I saw Sean briefly in someone's garden, and he waved. But that's the only people I've seen, you know, uh, we've never played since the last gig. And when we're going to play again, who knows? Nobody knows, but it's all going to start again. Very true. You have to find other things to do. I'm not prepared to retrain. I think that's an insult, you know, plus the fact that when you've been doing something your whole life to suddenly retrain to do something else. And then compete with the thousands of other people that are retraining or that have been doing this job that you've just trained for, for years. It's totally not feasible to do that. So what I'm doing over the lockdown, I've got involved with a record producer and uh, a production team, and I've been doing some guitar sessions for this production team and some of the stuff that I've done. Went on an album by a duo that is about to release their new album, and I'm very, very pleased for them. Wished I wish them all the best. The album has the album went to number one in the iTunes charts last week just on pre-sales alone. It's not out till next week, I think, but it it went in to number one on pre-sales when they announced the release of the album. So amazing. I'm really, really pleased for them. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it does really, really well.
2: The band's called Jubilee. Sounds really good. We'll certainly check that out. That's amazing. Amazing. And you just never know how things will go. And your new release, following the Inside the Glass Head from April, I was amazed to think it was just so recent, is now 2020. This will forever be the 2020 album. We've just heard, as you said, Mask. And... There is a theme there is a 2020 theme to the whole album, is there not?
10: Yes. Um I tend to write from titles and from ideas. I get inspired when I'm listening to music, walking the dog. I put my in-ear monitors in and it blocks everything out, and all I and, and I I can immerse myself in the music. I get inspired by that, and I get inspired by ideas and song titles. And some of the titles on this album are, as you said, Mask, I'm Not Playing Today, Vaccine, Immune, uh, which have direct links to 2020 and what everyone's going through at the moment. So um, yeah, that's why the album is called 2020, because it has these tracks on it. I, th- I think the tracks are strong. I think the tracks are strong and worthy of having a good listen to. Um, there's some tracks from years ago that I had discarded it's a couple of tracks from when I was 20 mm-hmm. and I rewrote them Um and there's a couple of new songs in there as well which I've got nothing whatsoever to do
2: with 2020 but you know yeah it's a it's a collective and it's there and it's about to be released and um is there a means that we could listen before I mean, I know you usually do the usual iTunes, etc. but have you released to Spotify so that we could listen in and enjoy some of the music?
10: When it gets released to iTunes is the day that it gets released to Spotify and all the other platforms. However, there is a preview of the album on my website at the moment. Some of the tracks you only get to hear 30 seconds, but in general, you can hear the whole album on my website and you can also download it from the website it's kind of it's kind of a pre-release on my website for people that want to go on the website um the website's willilogan.co.uk.
2: perfect and I, i expect i don't know how your plans are but what is the immediate prospect i mean is it as black as it seems that other creative industries and theater and musicians um have no idea where this will end this whole pandemic at the start of the lockdown everyone that i was speaking to
10: thought it would be october before we got back to playing again and now we're at october and everyone's saying nothing's going to happen till the end of next year if it happens at all so it's very very bleak so that's why you know i'm having to try new skills that I've already got, and you know, to do other stuff. Oh, and selling guitars and selling the car and all this kind of stuff just to stay afloat. Um, so uh, a lot of people have been doing that. They've been selling their instruments, which I think is really, really sad. You know, uh, The secondhand market is flooded with people's instruments. People I know that aren't using them anymore and can't see an end to this. They just need the money, so they're selling
2: them all. It's terrible. Very depressing, but while we're there, I think we shall complete with the new single uh, from the album, 2020. And it sums it up, really, doesn't it? I'm not playing today. I'm not playing today, yeah. Um, Believe it or not, I don't know if you remember,
10: but I'm not playing today was one of the videos I did back in the summer. I had written the song, and... I thought, I don't wanna be in this video. I'm going to get lots of other people from the industry that, you know, dancers, uh, theater producers, musicians, artists, whoever that aren't making money and they're not actually working at the moment. I'm gonna get them to lip sync to it. So I did a video of loads of people lip syncing to this video and there's one particularly funny clip um, of a guitarist from Inverness who used to play in Wolfstone, he did a clip and he's got his guitar. And every time I sing, I'm not playing today, he picks the guitar up and throws this away. <laughs> <laughs> he picks it up, throws it off screen. It's really funny. So I've used his clips lots. Yeah, so it was after that I decided to keep writing an album and keep working on that kind of vibe of the 2020 vibe. And uh, I thought, I'm going to get this out before the end of the year. And so, as I said, it will be out. In a month's time, on general re- on general release. But the single, I'm not playing today. The actual single itself uh, was out on Monday, Perfect. so that is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Deezer, whatever your choice of audio streaming is. It is now available
2: to download or to stream. Thank you very much for taking time in your studio, and let's hear the song. So. Willie Logan, 2020 is the album, I'm not playing today is the single. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, John.
10: I'm not playing today.
2: certainly playing on the radio but he's not playing today as a single, released just Monday and thanks to Willie for taking time, have a wee chat with us uh, about the new project 2020, it sounds amazing I mentioned Fitbit earlier on didn't I yeah, let's have a look at that after this <laughs> Hiya, can you meet me in the Elbow Room in Kirkcaldy? You know Roslyn Street, next to Five Fice Arena? The restaurant is open all day, every day, for midday. There's high teas too, and I see they have a pensioner's menu, which is very popular. You would love it. Four TVs showing all the sport, a cosy snug bar, and room for 70 in the restaurant. Hey, our family can stay here too when they visit, as they have six bedrooms, B&B. Right, it's settled. Meet me in the Elbow
11: Room, Roslyn Street. To book your table, call Kirkcaldy, 654826.
3: For the best and fresh local artisan produce, visit Kirkcaldy's bustling and vibrant street market every Friday. You'll find cakes, crepes, cheeses, donuts, fresh fruit and veg, a fishmonger, freshly roasted coffee, jams, pickles and home bakes, alongside locally harvested honey and many varieties of homemade bread, all from local traders and all in one place at the same time. Artisan Fridays, every Friday on Kirkcaldy High Street from nine till 5 p.m. Come fly with me, let's
7: fly! Travel your world at 65 Link Street, Kirkcaldy. Locally owned and managed with over 40 years experience. Let Bruce Lamond and his team look after you. Travel your world specialize in family holidays, Florida holidays, city breaks, stag and hen parties, honeymoons, ocean cruises, tailor trips, Far East trips and favorite Spanish holiday resorts. We are agents for leading tour operators such as TUI, Jet 2 Holidays, ITC, Emirates and many, many more. Call in and see us today and let us quote you for your next holiday and check our special holiday deals. Telephone 01592 210 or visit our shop at 65 Link Street, Kerkoddy or our webpage at travelyourworld.co.uk
8: Pack up, let's fly away!
3: From the beverage park to the Borland, this is K107 FM.
7: Hello everyone, this is Paul Gambaccini on the John Murray Show.
2: As some of you may know, a certain generation might guess, Tomshay is about how Halloween used to be, back when costumes were homemade rather than bought. When going out on a Halloween night meant guising, you know, they say trick-or-treat these days, It's all took over Americanisms. But when the lantern wasn't a pumpkin, it was actually made out of a wee tumshe, a turnip. This year... Our Halloween might be in lockdown, but this book shows us the way we used to do it in Scotland. Right, so K107FM have teamed up with Waverly Books to give away two copies of this very book. You'll find out how to enter by checking out our social media pages, We are on both Facebook and on Twitter. And the book is also available through Amazon and Watterson's. So easy to get. And as I say, Tom Shea is a wee promotion at the moment. And uh, I'm speaking about Fitbit as well, because we're becoming more conscious of our personal health in the wake of local lockdowns and are placing greater priority on improving our health and well-being. That's according to new research from Fitbit. However, it also reveals that while many of us are eating more healthily as well as exercising and sleeping more than we did prior to lockdown, this pandemic has also thrown up new challenges to our personal health, not least notable increase in stress levels. Well, as the number of COVID-19 cases begin to increase again and further risk of new restrictions come into force, Fitbit is encouraging consumers to take the positives from the first wave to ensure they protect and maintain their personal health coming into these winter months. Well, we sent Gillian Fisher along for more on this.
0: I'm joined now by Lucy Sheehan from Fitbit, who commissioned that research. Lucy, let's start with the good news. It seems we're leading healthier lives than we did before. Why is that?
3: Yeah, it's really good news that we've seen through our research that the pandemic is actually encouraging around two thirds of the UK to start to take their personal health and wellness more seriously. And the Fitbit data has shown as well that we're actually enjoying an increased amount of sleep and taking more exercise. And these changes can have a really positive effect on both our physical and mental well-being, so it's definitely some good news.
0: It's also apparent we're having to deal with much greater stress than before, isn't it?
3: Yeah, again, you know, our survey research has shown about 50% of the UK experiencing increased levels of stress, and, and that's hardly surprising. You know, that can lead to feelings of, you know, lack of energy, poor concentration, mood swings. And so really it's never been more important to start to take more care, both your physical and your mental health.
0: Given the next few months are looking like they're going to be challenging as much as the last few have, what steps can we take to maintain a positive health and mental well being over these winter months?
3: I think it's really time to start tuning in to our mind and our body and and to start to make some small changes because that can really help. Just things like setting a regular bedtime routine or remembering to take hourly screen breaks throughout the day, just five minutes to move or even to take a short mindfulness or breathing exercise. It's really that moment in your day where you can press a pause button and reset your stress levels.
0: And are there any tools that we can use to help us with all of this, Lucy?
3: Absolutely. We have seen great tools on both the Fitbit app and and Fitbit devices to help you with mindfulness sessions, with reminders to move, and also with tracking and monitoring your sleep, which can really help if you're looking to set a regular bedtime routine.
0: So where is the best place to go for tips and hints that could help us do all of this, Lucy?
3: There's some really great stuff around on, on social channels, such as Fitbits. And I also really love a podcast. I think they can offer some really great views and discussions, and it's it's such a great way to connect with a conversation. I'd recommend just choosing a presenter or a guest that, that you really connect with, that you really like. And there are so many fantastic podcasts out there to choose from now. And, of course, you can check out the blog section on Fitbit.com.
2: There you have it then You hear it there That was Lucy Sheehan from Fitbit And how we can maintain our physical and mental well-being To meet the challenges of the coming months
12: When my eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. Whoa. From my laboratory in the castle east Whoa. to the master bedroom. Vampire's Feast The ghouls all came from their humble abode walk. To get a jolt From my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash. the monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash
9: They did the mash
12: They did the monster mash
9: walk. The
12: zombies were having fun for The party had just begun Guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking. All were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the
9: monster
12: match. It was a graveyard smash. the it's now the Monster Mash. Now everything's cool, Jack's a part of the band, and my Monster Mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what sent me. And Then you can mash. Then you can Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. And you, my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on and a flash. They did the mash. They did the Monster Mash. The zombies were having fun. Shoot, the party had just begun. Shoot, the guests included Wolfman, in Dracula, and his son. Call the call the call scene was rocky. All were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt-Kicker Five. Play the match. and it's a graveyard smash It's now the mash It's caught on and a flash It's now the mash It's now the monster mash what? Now everything's cool Drax a part of the band And my monster mash Is the hit of the land what? What? For you the living This mash was meant to When you get to my door Tell them what sent you then you can mash Then you can monster mash The monster mash And you my graveyard smash then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. (laughs) 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 Mash.
8: Monster (laughs) (laughs) mash.
12: You impetuous young boy. (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, there you have it. Keeping with our Halloween theme, uh, the Monster Mash Boris, uh, Boris Bobby Pickett, it was. And uh, just looking at uh, some of the aspects of this pandemic, really, uh, it's had a huge impact on the economy, as we know. And it's also having a major impact on family finances, according to newly released research. Hasty's third workplace wellbeing study reveals that millions of workers are now relying on at least one new loan, credit card or overdraft in order to make ends meet, with many people losing sleep due to the financial-related stresses. Now, struggling workers have been urged to speak to their employer to see if there's more flexible payment model for their monthly earnings, but we sent Julian Fisher along for more on this story. I'm joined now by James Herbert,
0: Chief Executive and Founder of Hasty, that has released this report. James, this report paints a pretty worrying picture, doesn't it?
11: It does indeed. Um, It shows us that 63% of the ECO workforce are relying on some form of high-cost credits to manage their finances between paydays. This is having a big detrimental impact on that workforce with 28% of people reporting that financial stresses are affecting their sleep. 13% saying that it's affecting their work and a worrying 7% actually absent from work as a result of the financial stress that they're being put under. One of the most worrying statistics for me that came out of this is that 59% of those that are applying for high cost credit are doing so knowing that they are going to struggle with the repayments but they simply have no other option to manage between days, as the financial strains and stresses of modern life are putting so much pressure on the household as a result of financial stress due to cash flow
0: now that sounds pretty bad why are so many families struggling to make ends meet at the moment
11: the traditional monthly pay cycle is totally outdated you know we live in a world where you can do almost everything you control your lives if the touch of a, a smartphone screen, yet people still have to wait until the end of the month to receive the money they need.
0: I mean, more and more of us have moved now to the to, to the monthly salary, so I can see where the issues are, but you, you say this is an outdated payment. What's the solution then? Is Are there other ways employers can help families at the
11: moment? Yeah, absolutely. So employers can offer a solution like Hasty that enables workers to control when they receive the pay they've already earned. We also include financial education, to help people better understand and make better financial decisions around how they manage their income and expenditure. And in doing so, it actually has massive benefits to the employer as well, to the organization as well, to help attract, retain, and engage their workforce. And of course, by having a financially healthier workforce that will drive productivity through reduced absenteeism, better engagement at work, and ultimately the productivity of the organization as a result.
0: But this one sounds like a really good idea, James. How do people find out more about this and, and, and what the solutions
9: are?
11: If anyone wants to find out more about our, our offering and also really dig into the detail of the report itself, please head to our website, hasty.com, h a dot
2: That was James Herbert, then Chief Executive of Hasty, discussing the worrying rise in the number of workers struggling to make ends meet. You tune to K107 FM. <laughs> On our Halloween week, coming up soon, Doogie Hunter, Aussie to Oni, but first, let's meet Ray Parker Jr. And I'll string a couple together, but you know this one... Who you gonna call? Gonna call Ghostbusters. Let's join Doogie Hunter now from Aussie to Oni, only, only here on K107 FM.
7: Musical Life and Times with Doogie Hunter.
13: Hello, my name is Doogie Hunter, and this is from Aussie to Oni, Chapter Five. Today we are leaving town and moving around a wee bit, but before we do, I should share a little anecdote related to the name of this program. If you have been following previous episodes, you will know that Aussie comes from a meeting with Ozzy Osbourne in a pub in Kirkcaldy many years ago. Well, the only part is the average white band guitarist, Oni McIntyre, who told me that the only other time his name has been used was by an ex-girlfriend who named her dog after him. He was very pleased to hear that his name was being now used for a second time and we are still trying to locate the dog. Slightly further afield then was Dumfermline, and there is no doubt that Dunfermline has always been classed as a music city, spawning Nazareth, the Skids, Big Country and Barbara Dixon, all of these in particular. It also had its own ballroom in the shape of the Kinema, and they were in the midst of this musical explosion as well. The venue has an extremely long list of acts who have graced the stage there, but here are a few I saw when I had the bus fare. Very memorably, The Who, for the good reason it was right when the rock opera album Tommy was released, and, as we were getting closer to the entrance to the ballroom itself, a big car drew up. Well, we didn't have limos in those days in this country. And the band seemed to stumble out of the big car and rush into the venue right in front of us. Anyway, I am choosing to play an earlier track, inspired by currently reading Pete Townsend's memoir, Who I Am, where he explains that this song was inspired by picture postcards, featuring black and white photograph of the infamous Lily Langtree. She has an interesting story in her own right, and probably is a good central piece for this song, whose lyrics go off on a slight tangent, so to speak. So here it is, Pictures of Lily, by the Who
8: I used to wake up in the morning. I used to feel so bad. I got so sick of having sleepless night I went and told my dad. He said, Some now here's some little something and stuck them on my wall. Now my nights seem quite so lonely In fact, I I don't feel bad at all I don't feel bad at all Pictures of lily Lily oh lily Lily oh lily pictures of lily
13: next in my memory at such a richly developing time for music was Elton John, whose album, simply titled Elton John, was never off the jukebox in the Students' Union at the time, which meant he was cool at that early point. This album contained the breakthrough single and masterpiece Your Song, but here is the track that always reminds me of those early days and when he visited the kingdom, Take Me to the Pilot.
4: Feel that it's real. I'm on trial, and I'm here again. Your present, like a coin in your man I am tempted, and I'm spent with hot treason. Through a glass, I your thrown as the one danger zone. Take me to the pilot for control. I love you so
13: Then we had the prog rock band, Yes, who were to achieve great things. I remember in true modern hippie fashion of the time, the whole crowd sat on the floor of the ballroom that night and those who could cross-legged for effect. This was the classic original lineup of John Anderson, Bill Bruford, Chris Squire, Steve Howe and Tony Kay on keyboards pre-Rick Wakeman. Interestingly, They were to be managed later by Alex Scott, mentioned in earlier episodes in relation to the Pathfinders and Dream Police. So let's hear an early cover version from Yes of the Lennon-McCartney song, Every Little Thing.
8: I'm walking beside her, people tell me I'm lucky, yes I know I'm a lucky guy, I remember the first time, I was lonely without her, can't stop thinking about it. For me, yeah, and you know the thing she does, she does for me.
13: Blues and the Great British Blues Explosion remained an influence, however, and part of the scene at that time were Chicken Shack, led by their guitarist Stan Webb, who still leads a band of that name today. In their ranks, they also featured keyboard player Christine Perfect, better known as Christine McVie, and a long-time member of the most successful lineup of Fleetwood Mac. They had a minor hit at the time with the Blues and Soul classic, I'd Rather Go Blind, originally co-credited to and recorded by Etta James. For now, though, let's hear Christine's memorable vocal performance recorded around the time they played the ballroom, I'd Rather Go Blind. Almost finally, veering into the realms of fusion, we had Tony Williams Lifetime, featuring jazz drummer Williams, Jack Bruce on bass, guitar virtuoso John McLaughlin and ex-Jimmy Smith keyboard man Larry Young. It is sometimes difficult for us mere mortals to actually get it when a number of technical virtuosos combine. Anyway, Make your own mind up with a track of the time, one word, written by John McLaughlin and sung by Jack Bruce. For me, it is a kind of cream meets Miles Davis without the trumpet, but hey, what do I know? And finally for Dumfermline, a band I didn't see, but much related to the last band's bass guitarist. I actually didn't see a number of bands who played Dumfermline, due to what might have been happening back in the Tune, or if we couldn't raise the bus fare. And there were a great number of those bands who had also played back in Kirkcaldy. However, I think I saw the best of them with one major exception, and that was Cream the legendary three-piece blues rock trio featuring Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker and a pre-Tony Williams lifetime, Jack Bruce, a Scottish global bass guitar legend in his own right. This was proved when I witnessed his playing, not to mention his volume, with Lifetime, but let's hear a real Jack Bruce vocal classic from Cream and the song Badge.
8: I'm sure
7: Ozzy to Oni. Musical Life and Times with Dickey Hunter.
13: Then we were spreading our wings and traveling over the bridge to the capital city, and a memorable three-band line-up particularly sticks in my head. The Usher Hall was running regular rock gigs, and one such show featured a fairly formidable line-up in any music discerning fan's estimation. Namely, ten years after, Bloodwin Pig and Stone the Crows. Wow. Let's run this section as it would have been on the night and start with Stone the Crows. I mentioned this Glasgow band in the first episode of the series when I saw them play with Canned Heat at the Wraith Ballroom in Kirkcaldy. Featuring Maggie Bell on lead vocals, Alex Harvey's brother Les who was to be subsequently and very tragically electrocuted on stage. Ronnie Leahy from the Pathfinders, Jimmy Dewar remember him from the days of Lulu and the Lovers and Frankie Miller and finally Colin Allen on drums who I met on a few occasions when Lights Out by Nine played with Maggie and her British blues quintet. More of these days later in the series Anyway, back to the music and another chance to play this great but fairly short-lived band. Here is Stone the Crows with Mad Dogs and Englishmen, written by Les Harvey and Colin Allen, and also, coincidentally, the title of a live Joe Cocker album around the same time. Next up, Bloodwind Pig. Now, in the third episode, I was talking about Jethro Tull playing Cory YM just after the departure of original guitarist Mick Abrams. Well, the reason he left Tull was that he'd fallen out with Ian Anderson over the direction of the band, so decided to form his own band with saxophone and flute player Jack Lancaster. Here is the song I remember most from that time, and in my memory, this could actually be Jethro Tulloch points, the 1970 Bloodwin Pig single, Same Old Story. Say So to the final band of the night and the headliners 10 years after, formed by the late great guitarist Alvin Lee and bassist Leo Lyons. The band had shot to stardom both in the UK and America on the back of their appearance at Woodstock, part of which was also featured in the Woodstock movie. They are still around today, including original member Rick Lee with bass virtuoso Colin Hodgkinson, who incidentally played with Maggie Bell's British Blues Quintet, replacing founder member Lyons. This was a truly impressive early lineup, and a worthy headliner for such a show. Let's hear a blues classic from these classic British blues explosion exponents, a song worthy of its almost eight-minute length. Ten years after, Love Like a Man. Thank you. to finish this episode by including two Scottish bands who I think are very worthy of inclusion and fit nicely into the pre-punk 70s era aptly one from Edinburgh and one from Glasgow. The first of these two is Edinburgh band Café Jacques who played around the city and were already acclaimed before they took that well-worn road to London and at a later point they even made a coveted appearance on the Old Grey Whistle Test. Phil Collins played on four tracks on their first album as well. So this gives me an excuse to play a Bobby Bland classic in the form of Café Jacques' well-executed cover of There Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. So, and finally over to Glasgow, and another great and well-remembered band, namely Cato Bell, featuring Maggie Riley, who eventually went on to work with Mike Oldfield, and in fact is the voice of Moonlight Shadow, amongst other Oldfield songs. Although based in Glasgow, the band also featured Dunfermline guitarist Alan Darby, a world-renowned session guitarist and touring musician, Another wee gem out of Fife, working somewhat out of the spotlight and under the radar. But just go ahead and read his CV when you get the chance and you'll find out a lot more about this outstanding musician. Just listen to the guitar on the final track we are about to play although the rest of it is not too shoddy either. Next time we will explore what was happening on the folk scene around this time which was evolving just as much as everything else at this point, and provided me personally with a doorway to cross the threshold into playing music myself. But for now, here is a song written by Alan Darby, September by Cato Bell.
2: From Aussie to Oni was written and presented by Doogie Hunter. It was produced by Michael McLaren and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for K107.
7: From Aussie to Oni, musical life and times with Doogie Hunter.
2: Thank you very much. Dougie Hunter there of uh, Lights Out by Nine. And there'll be another episode of From Aussie to Oni in the coming weeks exclusively here on K107 FM. That's it from me, John Murray. I'll be back next week at the same time. Thanks to all our guests, Willie Logan and to Sam Austin in the first hour of the programme. Stand by, Dave Erickson-Stewart is standing here, ready to go, and he's got all the papers lined up, the Scotsman, the Courier, the Fife Free Press and the Daily Mail. Who will be numpty of the week? That is the big question. We'll find out right after the 12 o'clock news. Till the next time, take care, stand by for Dave Erickson-Stewart, only here on K107FM.
0: Online at k107.com.